We are in a series about being different, living transformed lives. And this week, we want to especially think about this different purpose that we have of service over self. I, I love the song we just sang earlier, the new song, Lay Me Down, where it talks about how we come into the presence of God with wonder and we surrender all. And as we surrender all, it means that we live transformed lives. There is a difference. We act like God and we mirror God in this world, which means service over self. All right, I'm going to date myself and many of you as well. When I say the word self-service, better yet, when I say the phrase full service, where does your mind go? If you have gray hair like me, you think of a gas station. For those of you younger, you have no idea what I'm talking about, and that's quite all right. But used to be, back in the day, when I was actually young, uh, there used to be full-service gas stations. In fact, basically, they were all full-service, which meant when you pulled into the gas station, you just, if it's cold, you just cracked your window a little bit and said, I'll take regular, I'll take... Uh, whatever version you wanted. There wasn't any unleaded back in those days, I don't think. But you'd ask for your fuel, and then you'd roll back up the window as you sat in the warmth of your car while they pumped the fuel, checked your oil, washed your windshield, and checked your tires. Full service. It was awesome. Guy with a little red, red towel coming out, you know, checking your oil, washing your windshield while you set and come. Full service. Well, when I was a teenager, gasoline prices soared, and all of a sudden we went to self-service. Yeah, which, uh, okay. At least it wasn't other service where that meant you had to serve the people behind you or something like that. But you, you served yourself. And, if you, <laughs> and a lot less oil got checked and a lot less tires were checked and there was a whole lot of dirtier windshields driving around. So what do you think? Should we bring back full service? <laughs> they did in a couple of states. But if we were to... We, we didn't bring it back in Oklahoma much. But instead... Maybe what we should bring back is that we should be people that serve others. That we put service over self, which is a little bit countercultural, which means that's why we have to be different. This deal of looking out for yourselves and self-interest is not new to mankind. It didn't come along with us. It's always been there. Ancient writers even talk about it. Euripides, the ancient Greek playwright, said, It's human we put self-interest first. It's also been observed that it doesn't really work, so whether you're an old writer or a new writer, in fact, a, a, a more modern author and speaker, uh, Simon Sinek, says this, the cost of leadership is self-interest. It is nothing new that self-interest is prominent in our world, much too prominent at times. And God speaks to it. So better than quotes from the word, world, let's go to quotes from His Word. The wisdom of the Bible, Matthew 20, 28. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. That does not mean Jesus was never served while he was here on earth. It doesn't mean that he prepared every meal of his, or changed his own diaper, or, or never it did every chore that needed to be done. It does mean his purpose in life was not to come so everybody would do his chores and feed his meals and take care of his needs. 
His purpose on this earth was to serve. That was his goal and purpose. That's why he came. And it should be why we come. For some of us who like to serve but don't like to be served, that's a good reminder for us. There are times when we need to be served. But we don't serve so that we'll be served. Just for example, our, one of the great ministries we've had at this congregation for decades, for generations, long before any of us came along, is serving meals at funerals. I mean, in just my time here, I can remember the different people that have led that ministry, and so many of you participated then and still participate in that ministry. It's when a family has a loss of a loved one, before or after the funeral, we offer a meal here at our building. And, and many of you help bring those meals, and we serve them. And it's been interesting to me to watch over the years some of the people that led that ministry, some of those ladies, all of a sudden they'd have someone in their family die, and instead of serving, they were the ones sitting and being served. It's also been my honor and privilege to see some of those ladies that did that have a funeral meal for their funeral when they passed. And for those who did the serving, it was an honor because they had been served and now they were serving them. But let me make it very clear. The people who are involved in that ministry today or any time in the past generations did not serve in that ministry so if, one of the, if somebody in their family died, they would get a meal. Or when they died, their children would get a meal. That is ridiculous. They served because they wanted to meet a need, not have a need met. And Jesus came to this earth not to be served, although at times people helped him, they served him, but to be a servant, to serve. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And the posture he took when serving should be our posture as well. Galatians 5.13, serve one another humbly in love. Our purpose is to serve others, and we are to serve in a very humble way. And the purpose of our service, the end result, is that God be glorified. I mean, in the, in the moment when Satan and the world thought they had killed the Christ, instead he shone a bright light of love and glory to God the Father. Our purpose is to shine a light not on ourselves in our service, look what I've done, but to shine our light of love on God to see what he has done. Matthew 5, 16, put it this way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I don't know about you, but every time I see the word glory or glorify or glorification, I try to remember of a spotlight. When we glorify God, that means the spotlight is not on me. It's a spotlight aimed at God. So let our light shine in such a way as it spotlights God and who he is. And God is a God who serves. And we want to be people who serve. And so we spend time once a year talking about our ministry involvement, how we can be a part of serving others. And uh, we're going to pause in just a moment. Matt's going to come up and he's going to share some thoughts with us. Let me just start by this. On the screen, you're going to see a QR code. We are the QR Church of Christ. And we would love for you to click that QR code. And it's going to take you right to the form. We'd love for you to fill out the form. Use it online. But if that's something that you're not comfortable with or you'd prefer not to do, that's fine. You can fill out a paper copy, and then we'll take it in the office, and the office will go online and enter it for you. So we have some gentlemen with, with uh, our paper 
involvement forms. And we are fine. We are happy if you'd prefer to have a paper copy. Don't hesitate at all. So guys, if you'll walk around the auditorium and walk around upstairs as well, raise your hand and they'll bring you one. We are happy. In fact, if you'd just rather follow along with a paper copy and then go home and do it, that is just fine as well. So you keep those hands raised. They're going to walk around. And Matt, you come and begin talking to us about involvement. Good morning. Thank you, Kent. Before I say anything more, I, I, I think I should reassure you that unlike years past, I am not going to attempt to preach. We're going to leave that in the hands safely with the professionals, so you need not worry about that this morning. Um, again, as Kent said, feel free to pull up the form on your phone, look at the paper form. It's okay if you've got your head buried in your phone or a piece of paper. It's not going to bother me one bit. I wanted to start by kind of walking through the process. It's been a year, obviously, since we've done this, so just to kind of explain how this works. For the past couple of months, our ministry leaders have been ardently praying and considering how we can get involved and serve others and serve God through their ministries. They've really thought, put a lot of thought into this and identified opportunities where we can get involved and provided that list to us. We've compiled that list onto the form that you have in front of you or on your, on your screen. And so those are the opportunities for us in our congregation here to get involved. Now, this is where we come in. Um, we just ask that you review the list, pray about it, consider where you might be able to plug in and help, and submit your elections. It's that simple. It's perfectly fine if you don't want to submit your elections today, if you don't want to turn in your form today. We encourage people to take this home or to pull it up online at home, pray about it, and really consider it, where you can plug in. This same form that's available for this QR code is available on the Access Registrations Forms link on our webpage, so you don't need to save this link either. It's all available to you online. And if you use the paper form, please just drop it in the foyer once you filled it out, and, and the church staff will enter it into our church community builder system where we collect all of our inputs. Now, you will notice that each ministry leader's name is, is, on the, is on the heading of each of the, the ministry, ministries. That's not by their choice. If you were to ask them, they would say, please don't, right, because they're very humble people. But we put it there for two reasons. One, if you have any questions about their ministry or their opportunities, they encourage you to reach out to them. They welcome it. They want to talk about their ministry. Second of all, if you volunteer for one of these ministries and haven't heard back for a couple of months, feel free to reach out to them. That is not a problem at all. Um, we we want to make sure that if you do volunteer for something, that we don't drop the ball and don't get the names into their hands. Now, that, that would be a rare case, but it, it could happen. So, again, you can take this home and, and pray about it at home and submit it later. This form will be available throughout the year, so it's not a one-time thing. If you decide throughout the year you want to do something different or something you're not quite ready for today, like teaching a class, but you want to do later next year, you can sign up at a later time. Uh, we continually monitor that online form for new submissions and make sure the ministry leaders have those new names that are submitted. However, for this initial election, we are asking for you to really consider submitting your elections before March 12th. March, on March 12th, we'll pull all the names out of our Church Community Builder website, which is the form is connected to, and provide those names to the ministry leaders so they can start involving folks. 
Some may reach out immediately um, if they have an urgent need. Some may take weeks or even a few months because they don't have an urgent need. So, you know, please, please have a little patience in that regard. Now, despite my tendency to read off all 104 opportunities to you this morning, and I think we have the time, don't we, Kent? I'm not going to do that to you today, um, although we've come close to it in the past. So I'm only going to focus on some of the new ministries and some key needs. So if you want to follow along in the forum, uh, you're welcome to. Uh, the first I want to highlight is items number five and six for building, building maintenance and building readiness that David Laxton leads. As you might imagine, with a building this size, it takes a bit of work to keep things working properly. And so he could use help in that regard. Also, if we ever have ice or snow, parking lots have to be cleared. I, uh, sidewalks need to be cleared for safety. He could use help in those areas. There is a new uh, ministry on item number seven for campus beautification outdoor projects. As the name implies, this is an outdoor type of project. Um, this is not a regular thing, but, but Paul will be scheduling these in advance um, of, of events to clear flower beds, to, to prune trees and bushes, maybe to plant new, uh, new plants in our flower beds. Uh, but so if you volunteer for this, you'll be notified ahead of an event and you'll have plenty of time to decide if you can participate in, in one of those events. I also want to call out the children's ministry on items 8 and through 10. Uh, the children's ministry has many opportunities in VBS, teaching classes, or some of the many events that they sponsor. Uh, one of the key needs that Brenda has called out to me is the need for teachers. So every quarter, they have to find roughly 60 teachers for our children's Bible classes. That's a lot. That's a great problem to have, right? We've got a lot of children to, to teach, and so we're, we're very excited about that. But it also creates a lot of work if you don't have volunteers standing by. So they rely very heavily on this volunteer list to ensure they've got teachers in place every quarter. And we encourage you to do that. Of course, they're very happy with the teachers they have, so we're not encouraging anybody to, to drop out. But they could always use more. And if you haven't tried teaching a children's class, I encourage you to try it at least once. It's a great way to get to develop a relationship with some of our younger members, but also with their parents. And it's a great way to, to cross those intergenerational boundaries. Now, if you continue to the back of the forum, you'll see um, You Are Special is back. So You Are Special never actually went away. That's been a ministry supported by this congregation since I think we started here, or joined here 26 years ago. Uh, it left the forum for a couple years because they didn't need help, but now they're back on the forum because they need help. If you're not familiar with UR Special, this is a ministry for underprivileged children to help build their self-confidence and self-esteem. So they're looking for seamstresses to, to sew dresses and make clothing for children, and then what, uh, they, they set aside three um, what they call distribution days throughout the year to give clothing to children um, that are in need. And so even if, you don't, if you're like me and you have no skills in sewing, they can still put you to use in one of these distribution days or just helping clean up after an activity. So you might consider you are special. Um, if you look at item 26, van pickup, not, not too big of a commitment. So as you might imagine, when we have college events or youth events that take our group outside of the area, they need vans to transport them. Well, Sometimes that's a lot of vans, and we need people to go pick them up at the rental center and to take them back to the rental center after a trip. So it's a one to two hour commitment of your time just to drive a van, and it doesn't get much easier than that. 
Uh, the last one I want to highlight is the women's ministry item 28. So it's not new, but one of the things that's new from this past year that they've instituted is something they call the table group. So the purpose of the table group is to accelerate personal and spiritual development of the women of the Edmund Church of Christ by fostering deepened intergenerational relationships around a shared meal. It's a great idea. My wife's been participating in this and is very excited about the opportunity to get to meet folks that, or get to know better uh, other women in the congregation that are perhaps in different Bible classes. You know, we're a big congregation. If somebody's not in your Bible class or going to the same worship service, you might even not recognize them as a member. So this is a great way to, to cross those boundaries. If you are interested in just participating, you women, in a table group, just email women at mncc.com and they will put you into a table group. They're also looking for people, uh, women interested in facilitating a table group and that is on the form for you to sign up for. Now obviously I didn't mention all the opportunities, although it may have felt like I did. Um, there are a lot of things going on in this congregation and it's kind of exciting uh, for me to see everything, some of the things that's happening behind the scenes. There's a lot of people doing a lot of Lord's work and that's exciting. But often, a lot of the needs go unfulfilled. So I encourage you to find something to get involved in. I challenge you to find something to get involved in. With this size of a congregation, as you might imagine, it's not feasible for these leaders to ask every one of us to, to join into their, to their ministry, to get involved. That's why they put a lot of thought into the opportunities that go into this forum and why we put effort into creating this forum. It's your personal invitation to get involved in any of these things. I hope you see it that way. It's your personal invitation. Now, there's other things that are happening, obviously, that aren't on the forum. Uh, you might consider Sunday night for the master. There's always ways to get involved there. Just show up for the Devo, and there's often uh, work projects afterwards. You can find Russ Sharp out here in the foyer after every Sunday night for the master, writing cards to people that are sick or visitors, um, just to let them know that we, we you know, they're thought of and he could always use help. Uh, David Denton also mentioned that while he doesn't have a strong need, he always wel welcomes uh, people to help with the non-member benevolence by following up with cards or, or information for, for non-members. Now, if you sign up for a ministry and are contacted, you know, please, please make contact back with your ministry leader and just let them know that you've heard from them. And we, our hope is that you prayerfully consider these opportunities and uh, challenge yourself to get involved and trust that God will work in you. Note Romans 12:6. We each have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. Let's use those gifts to intentionally serve God. So to recap, review the form. You can take it home. Um, you, you have all year to submit it, but we, we hope that you submit it before March 12th. Pray about it, submit it, and, and choose to get involved. And again, if you have any questions about any of the ministries, reach out to the leaders. That's why their name is there. Now, before I hand it back over to a professional, I'd like to close with a prayer, if you don't mind. Dear Lord, our most gracious Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you in awe of your power, your wisdom, your love for us. Lord, we, we thank you for sending your Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And we know we didn't deserve it, certainly did not earn it. Uh, but it's purely out of your love. Lord, we thank you for our elders, our ministers, our, our, our deacons, our ministry leaders, and all the effort they put into giving us opportunities to serve others, Lord. Lord, we pray that you inspire us to look outside of ourselves and, and find those opportunities to serve others and just 
to realize the joy that comes from that. You know us better than ourselves, Lord, and that that's an important part of our relationship with you. As we go through this year, Lord, help us maintain a passion for service and to use our talents to glorify you in all that we do. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Thanks, Matt. Well done. Well communicated. Lots of things happening. I hope you'll find your place. So what do you think? Should we bring back full service? Did you know that actually it's a law in New Jersey and I believe Oregon that you cannot pump your gas? It has to be full service. Folks, we don't live in New Jersey or Oregon here. We're in Oklahoma. But how about in the kingdom? For those of us in the kingdom, we bring back full service. Only we're not the ones sitting inside while somebody serves us. We're the people with the red towels checking the oil. What would it look like if at our core, at our roots, we were people of, of service? At our roots, we were serving others and serving God instead of serving self. If we want to be those kind of people, it's going to take a re continual refocusing of our lives. A re continuing to refocus on that purpose and of serving instead of being served. So to bring that to life, let's look at a story from God's Word that I think in many ways represents us. It's found in Matthew chapter 20. You might want to follow along. Beginning in verse 20. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down, ask a favor of him. What is it you want? He asked. Now, as we start the story, I want you to know this, is a, this story is not about mean people or super self-centered folks or anything like that. I mean, these are good people in this story. The Zebedee boy's mother, Mrs. Zebedee, we'll call her, is a wonderful lady. I, I know she is. In fact, in your mind, go back to where maybe you grew up going to church. And think of a, a Bible class teacher there. One of the sweetest and nicest little ladies who, whose kids grew up to be wonderful servants in the Lord's church. Can you, can you imagine somebody like that? That's Miss Zebedee. I mean, she's good people. She's a wonderful lady. And Jesus knows this. And she comes and kneels at his feet and asks him, what do you want? And he knew what it is she wanted because he knows what so many of us want. He also knew that oftentimes what we want is, what not, what, is not what is needed. And knowing those things, he asked her, what is it you want? He asked anyway. And she said, grant that one of these two sons of mine might, may sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your kingdom. She knew exactly what she wanted and shared that desire. And by the way, it wasn't just her that wanted it. The boys wanted it as well. And Jesus responded, you don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. In fact, that's one of the things they were looking forward to. Because when Je in their minds, when Jesus came in the kingdom, he would be king and what do kings have people who serve them 
And if you're beside the king, they bring you the good stuff and they serve. You have cup bearers. So yeah, yep. That was one of the things we were kind of looking forward to. There are so many things in life we don't understand. And one of the reasons is our perspective is just not large enough. And Jesus looked at these two that he loved, and he said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right and left hand is not for me to grant. Those places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. Jesus sees the big picture. He sees an eternal perspective. So what would have been a better request? I mean, it seems like they're asking for full service, to be, have people to bring them cups and serve them, but not one of service to others. They didn't ask that better question, whatever it was, but they're in good company. The other ten didn't ask it either. In fact, they responded this way. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers, and Jesus called them together and said, Now remember, these are the good guys. These men are extremely close to Jesus. I mean, he knew them deeply. He loved them. I mean, he had picked them. These are the good guys. I mean, we'd be proud of any of them sitting next to us right now in worship. These are good people. They are ones like us who love God so much that on the first day of this week, in the morning of that day, we are together in worship to God. That's who these guys are. And Jesus called them all together. And he tells them, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. In other words, he, he says to those he loved so dearly that were right there with him, you've bought into the wisdom of the world. You're, you're looking for full service. And yet, I'm trying to teach you a concept not of even self-service, but of service to others. And you're just thinking like the world. And there's a problem with that. Paul speaks of this, this struggle in Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15, and the dangers of it. He writes, Serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. That's what Jesus is trying to teach. However, Paul points out, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. By the way, that's a definition of indignant disciples. You want to know what indignant looks like? That's it right there. A lot of biting and devouring and destroying of relationships. And even these good men, these good disciples of Jesus, what's going to happen if they can't get this point? They will destroy their relationships. So he calls them to change their direction and purpose and he uses the word, not so with you. We're to be different than this. Don't be like the world. 
Self-service bites and devours each other. It destroys life and it destroys relationship. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. We have a whole different purpose. At our core of who we are, it is service over self. And then he uses himself as an example. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. They might not have understood it then, but they got it later. So it's okay if we don't always get it, but we need to eventually get there. To be served, not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And he would die on the cross for the many, for them, and for us so that we could be in a relationship with him. And just when the world thought they had won, when Satan thought he had won, that the lights went out, darkness came, all of a sudden the spotlight shone not just on Jesus, but on God. He glorified God in that moment and put the spotlight on God. And when we put service over self, that's when the spotlight's not on us and what we did but it moves to God and what he did for us that begins by laying it all down at the feet of Jesus I was so excited that we were singing that new song just a moment ago did you like it? man I find myself humming it all the time I love that chorus at your feet I bow in wonder at your feet I place my crowns let, this, let surrender be the only sound at your feet I lay me down. Brothers and sisters, that's what we did. We did it in the waters of baptism. We, gave, we died in those waters and we laid it all at the feet of Jesus. And we were given this new life to live of service over self, modeling Christ in this world and bringing glory to him and what he did, letting the spotlight be on him. Sometimes we forget. May in the kingdom of God, May full service reign, and may we be those who bring that service. And friend, if you've never given your life to Christ, we'd love for you to do so right now. I know it's, it's submitting. It is laying down your life, and we are very hesitant to do that. The motivation for submitting to Jesus is what he did on the cross. He did what you can never do. He forgave. He made right your wrongs. And we'd love for you to surrender to him today. Submit your life to him. And then join us in that new journey. So whether you need to give your life to him or be reminded and to be restored into that relationship, we'd invite you to respond. In just a few moments, some of our shepherds are going to make their way to the parlor. They would love to pray for you there. But we would as well. If you need to respond publicly, won't you come right now as we stand together and sing. My heart, my mind, my body, my soul, I give to you, take control. I give my body a living sacrifice, Lord.
control. I give my body a living sacrifice. Lord, take control, take control. Please be seated. Let's close in prayer. Our gracious Lord, almighty God, we thank you for your love. Thank you for showing us how to love, to have faith, and to hope. We thank you for Jesus, who made it possible to have a chance to be with you in heaven. Blessed be your holy name. We pray, dear Lord, our worship has been in accordance with thy will. May our mindset of full service to you be in response to how Jesus served. Help us serve as Jesus did with love and compassion. We pray, dear Lord, for our service opportunities here at Edmond. We pray you will touch our hearts to be involved in service to you. In particular, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will bring readers to us for our Friends Speak ministry program. Bless, please bless this ministry and all service ministries here at Edmond. May all the work be in accordance with your will to bring glory to you. Please help us understand our purpose and have the mindset of service over self. As we pray in Christ's name, amen. Hey church, I hope you've had a great weekend and are excited for some of the warmer weather. If you haven't let us know that you're worshiping with, her, with us here this morning, uh, let us know that you're doing that, whether here in the auditorium or online. We invite you to scan the QR code above me or go into our church app at the bottom of the first page. You can let us know that you're worshiping with us today. If it's your first time visiting with us, Kevin Rayner is outside in the foyer, just outside of these doors, and he has a special gift for you, as well as information about our church and our Edmond community as well. We have a couple events that are coming up, just to give you uh, an awareness of. Tonight at 5 o'clock, we have our Share in Prayer groups, and those are groups that are mindful about praying together and sharing uh, portions of a meal, and then also some good fellowship as well. If you don't know where your class will be meeting, that's up on the slide above me, but then also in your uh, bulletin as well. And so this is a time of prayer that is... Uh, typically uh, for our missionaries and then also for our work here with the Edmond congregation, a type, time of intergenerational relationships and getting to know people from other classes. And if that's not enough for you, we also have uh, potluck finger foods that will be available too. So please bring those, bring yourself, and then also make room for some good conversations as well. We have Commission Sunday that's coming up, and we really pride